Hello and welcome to the next video in the ITF series where we, we meet the ITF partners. And today I'd like to welcome Kylie Tan from Mosaic International. Welcome Kylie, it's good to have you on. Uh, thanks for having me Peter, good to see you. Pleasure. Kylie, let's start with just a, a little background about yourself and, um, and how Mosaic International came about. Yeah, sure. Uh, so Mosaic was sort of uh, my brainchild in sort of 2015, 2014, 2015. Uh, some of your members will know me as, as a solicitor practicing running around town in Sheffield uh, doing some commercial uh, uh, work. Uh, and so in 2014, 2015, I, I, I thought about uh, starting a business that would try and uh, leverage the experience that I have in uh, uh, Southeast Asia uh, with the experience that I have here in the UK, you know, uh, and and being from Malaysia in Southeast Asia, uh, I thought that would be a help to businesses over here. And so that, that's what I did. So Mosaic was basically started up from that. My background is in the law. Uh, and I, you know, I still do a bit of uh, legal work here and there, and 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 a lot of my time is devoted to Mosaic International. Very good. And um, obviously, you're you're here to try and develop business relationships between UK businesses, and I'm, I'm guessing businesses specifically in Malaysia, Singapore, but the wider the wider Southeast Asian area. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that is a, an area of growth. That is an area where I think British businesses have, have sort of not looked at uh, in, in, in any sort of uh, great way. And then I think it, it is, there's an opportunity there if British businesses were to look to it uh, and to explore opportunities over there. I think opportunities, opportunities there exist and, and you, you just need to look. Yeah, and that, that's that's an, it's an interesting time to discuss opportunities because obviously, well, the whole world has gone through the, the the COVID pandemic and that has had a huge impact on economies around the world. But more specifically, Britain has has just faced the the the, the final stages of transition with regard Brexit. So there's a lot of businesses whose minds are minds are, uh, are still dealing with how trading with with Europe how, how do you see that and I know the short term is is pain and disruption to, to a large extent but how do you see um, Britain's outlook changing mid to long term with that regard well I, I think for British businesses who are more adventurous I, I would say uh, more open-minded they're going to start thinking about looking for markets and looking for suppliers and looking for resources uh, in parts of Southeast Asia because the pound is still pretty strong uh, and you can get you know you know more bang for your buck essentially uh, when you go to that part of the world and I think it it you know it, you people need to uh, well you know I, it may be easy for me to say but people need to look up I suppose from 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 just focusing on the day-to-day -day and think strategically and once you think strategically, it, it makes sense to, to think about uh, a region South, uh, like Southeast Asia, uh, which we have historical links with. Um, you know, the British uh, government has, has historical links with various countries over there. Uh, and, and, and think about, well, how do we then leverage that? How do we uh, bring these uh, opportunities uh, to us so that we can exploit them? Um, and there are businesses over there in, in, in Malaysia and Singapore, definitely, who will be more than happy to do business. 
the difficulty is getting past culture. Uh, and that is that is one of the biggest difficulty uh, at, at the moment because, you know, we we think in a particular way. Uh, the, you know, if, if you've grown up in, in in Britain, you 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 think everywhere else is like Britain, but unfortunately it isn't. Um, and likewise, you know, if you grow up in Thailand, you think the whole world is like Thailand, but it's. So we we, so Kylie, we're we're talking. Um, obviously, our government is looking to to form better links with other parts of the world, and. Um, the, um, there's, there's, there's talk of uh, joining the various trading blocks that are, that, are, that are there in the Southeast Asia. There's the ASEAN group, um, and there's also talk now of the CPTPP and the RCEP trading blocks. Um, and, and obviously that will give opportunities to, to UK businesses because of, of, of uh, uh, easier trading uh, circumstances. Um, Looking at it on a macro scale, that's that's got to be a good thing. But then at looking at it on a micro scale, how do how do UK businesses go about researching and entering into some of these marketplaces? Well, yeah, you're you're, you're right to point out the CPTPP and RCEP, uh, and I think they are both very interesting prospects. We've uh, the UK have, has applied to join CPTPP uh, in January of this year. Uh, that seems to be a priority for the DIT, uh, and you know, yes, great, uh, go ahead and do that. There are 11 countries in there, and it includes you know countries like Peru, Chile, and Mexico. So it's it's really Pacific Rim, um, but it's missing some of the larger players. I, I'd say it's missing uh, you know the likes of uh, China, obviously the bigger player. Uh, it's missing uh, Korea. Is 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 missing. Uh, and there's still a few countries that haven't ratified it. You know, Malaysia, Chile, Brunei, and Peru have not ratified the CPTPP. Uh, the in terms of the RCEP, uh, it's 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 huge. It's it's got all the ten ASEAN countries, and then you've got Australia, New Zealand, South Korea, Japan, and China. That's pretty big. Uh, and you get the, the the some of potentially going to be some of the biggest economic players in a group together. And India has the option to join as well. And if India joins, that means you have four, if you believe the predictions by World Bank and, and IMF, four of the largest, potentially largest economy, economies uh, in our set uh, by 2024. So these are huge. Now, yes, it is all sounds great and, and businesses are probably going, well, yeah, great, but what does that mean for me? Well, the practicalities are, are going to be huge because as we all know, COVID has, has, has had a huge impact on, on the travel industry. Uh, and countries all across ASEAN currently have very strict quarantine rules, very strict rules about entering their country. And the rollout of the vaccine is way behind uh, the West. Uh, because the West has obviously gone around and bought every single uh, vaccine there is you know, in development, whereas Southeast Asia has, has taken a wait and see approach. Um, so they're, they're a bit behind in terms of getting the vaccine in and vaccinating their own population. So I suspect that the biggest issue that businesses will find in the short to medium term will be travel disruption. And also about prevalence of COVID in that particular country. So, you know, do you, do you as a senior manager, you know, in your C-suite team, 
travel to a country where there's a high prevalence of, of COVID? You know, is it the risk that, that you can take? Will your insurance cover you? You know, what is the cost of traveling if flights are, are, are not as often as, as you would like? So these are, these are practical issues. So, so people like myself uh, are, are, are there to, to sort of help with that, to interface uh, and to help these businesses get into that country not not in a physical sense, but in a virtual sense, in a sense, you know, by using connections, by using contacts, people that are whom I know, uh, and, and contacts that I have in in that in, in that part of the world. What what I am is essentially I'm a bridge <laughs> between, uh, you know, a, a network over here in the UK and a network that's available in in in, in Southeast Asia, and I'm able to, uh, you know, link those two separate networks together, uh, and and I think. That's one way of doing it. The other way is obviously, you know, research, 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 uh, and, and paying, you know, uh, organizations like the chambers and, and, and places like that to carry out some market research for you. But you and I know market research takes you only so far. Uh, and sometimes it's, it's all about understanding the culture, understanding what the market really is like from a native's point of view, uh, rather than just doing the cold hard number crunching, if you like. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And so obviously you, you are well positioned to, to assist businesses as they, as they, they look for, to that area for, for business growth. What, what are the, the sectors that are prevalent in these areas that, uh, that, are, that are seeing fast growth? Well, that's a question. Um, I think I think there's a you know it, it, it depends on 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 your on your I'll give you an example. It's a strange one actually. Uh, I'm I'm actually doing something um, for for a client in relation to coconuts. <laughs> you think coconuts? Okay, that's very interesting. Uh, but very small beer. All right. How much do a coconut cost? But there is there is an appreciation uh, in the West at least that that you know we're unlikely to have a normal summer. So how do you give people a taste of what summer used to be? Uh, and some of the supermarkets are thinking of bringing in these kind of products, actual coconuts, uh, which people can buy from 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 their shelves and, and take home and and drink like you were by the beach. Uh, and and. And the, the 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 difficulty here is 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 logistics. You know, how do you deal with that? Bringing coconuts from 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 somewhere as far away as as, as Southeast Asia. Uh, but there's also a question of demand and supply because um, the demand is huge, I, and I couldn't even begin to understand how big it is until I I, I sort of asked the question, and I suddenly realized this is a huge business. And you know, I I suppose our audience manufacturers will go. What's that going to do with me? Well, the thing is that we don't know what we don't know. <laughs> and that's the reality of it. We might think, right, okay, so so it's it's a coconut. Great, big deal. But it is actually a big deal. It is actually mm -hmm. a big deal. And and I think there are there are various industries in Southeast Asia. And Southeast Asia is so diverse, by the way. You know, it's it's like, you know, talking about the EU in, in one general statement. You know, all these different countries, all these different cultures, all these different languages. Southeast Asia is exactly, exactly like that. It's so diverse. 
and it is a question of what are you looking for and then to, and then us making the, the the judgment call as to which country is the best now having said all that if you're a brit trying to do business in asia uh the three main places you would look at singapore hong kong malaysia because of language you know english is widely spoken especially in singapore and malaysia uh, and and uh, so so you will look at those three countries immediately first, uh, and there is a sort of a comfort level in terms of doing business, because there are some similar cultures in in terms of business culture, uh, similarities in terms of transactions and contracts and that sort of thing. So it gives you a bit of comfort uh, to begin with. Uh, so yeah, so so that that would be my my answer to that. So, and, and as you as you say, some of the barriers to, to doing business is the culture and the language. And so that is an, an obvious advantage is, is, is if English is, is, is a well, widely spoken business language in those, in those territories. Uh, I assume they're selling, selling themselves as a gateway to the wider Southeast Asian market. So you are able to use Malaysia, Singapore, or, or indeed Hong Kong as a springboard into the other marketplaces. Yeah, and then and that's absolutely right. Uh, a lot of businesses uh, look at China as 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 obviously the big the big player in 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 that in that region, and and everyone wants to get into China, you know. But getting into China doesn't mean setting up in China. Uh, you know, you you use you use Hong Kong for example, you use Singapore or you use Malaysia, I, and I, I use that particular order. You know, for, for for good reason because Hong Kong is right next door. Uh, you get a, a large amount of the population that can speak Mandarin Chinese, which is great. And then Singapore. Now, the reason why Singapore and and if if it were up to me, I would probably go to Singapore because Hong Kong is so expensive to do business. It is so expensive to 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 hire staff. So you go to Singapore, but again, Singapore has the same issue because staff are so expensive as well. Uh, and then you start looking at Malaysia because then you will look at Malaysia as another entry point because it's got a lower uh, lower cost of living, and you can get pop, uh, a group of population there that speak Mandarin Chinese, you know, to get into that market. So it's 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 using you're right the word is springboard in, into China. You don't have to be in China to do business in China. And I think I have heard anecdotally, although I I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to say whom uh, that. Doing business in China is 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 complex. It's, it's it's complicated. There are a lot of things that we are not familiar with. And although I might look the part, <laughs> I don't even speak the language, and so I would be at a total loss in China. Full stop. Yes, of course. Yes, it's a, as you say, it's a very diverse region, um, <laughs> hosting many different languages and many different cultures. And it's it's of course understanding that diversity as well. As you enter that marketplace, so I think I think um, many businesses who are who are able to start looking beyond uh, Brexit and beyond EU will recognise that it is a very dynamic, a very lively, and a very exciting place to do business. And um, you are ideally placed as Mosaic International in order to assist businesses with their with their goals and their ambitions within this area. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, people uh, can just pick up the phone and, and, and ring me <laughs> even if they're not sure. Uh, quite happy to, to, to field inquiries. 
um, or, or just email me. And and you know the 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 thing is this: I I often I often test an inquiry uh, when I when I get one, and and to see whether really there is a need to go to to Southeast Asia, because oftentimes you might be able to find a supplier locally anyway. So what's 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 the driver? Uh, and 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 if it's cost, yes, okay, there's some cost savings in relation to that. But the complexity of then doing business overseas, you know, is it worth the cost of doing that business? Um, and so, you know, I, I I often test that, and and sometimes I say, look, you know, we can get you the savings, but is it worth your while doing it? Probably not. Now, if someone says to me, look, we we have a strategic uh, uh, decision that we want to be in in Asia because we think that that's where the growth is going to be then really that that is what I, I, I uh, you know that's how I, I, I can definitely help with that sort of business because uh, that that's that a bit more long-termism in terms of their thinking in terms of where they want to be and I think you know being in Asia is 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 an amazing opportunity hmm. But you have to be you have to be committed to it. You have to have a long term strategy for it in order to make it a profitable project to uh, to to start on. Very much so. It, this is this is not a sprint. Uh, you know, some I would I would say it's it's a middle distance running distance or potentially even a marathon. Uh, because if, if you look at the businesses who have been successful at at, at making the move in in to 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 Asia. Um, and and you know the prime example is is, is Dyson and and the, the the way Dyson has done it uh, is is to throw a whole lot of money at it <laughs> like moving their operations across, moving their headquarters across, and they've got so they've got money and therefore they can they they can speed things up. But most people haven't got that sort of you know that that, that resource to 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 throw at the problem, and so you have to grow it organically and therefore strategic thinking and and, and making strategic decisions become more and more important. Um, and so, if you look at some of the very large multinationals that are already there, uh, you know they have been there for years. You know they have been there for at least 20, 30, 40 years even. Some of them might have been there for, for 100 years if you look at HSBC uh, and the like. Um, and they've they've grown. Uh, so but 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 the, the key I suppose is that they've made that strategic decision. We want to grow that in that market. And because they've made that decision, it makes it easier to, to move forward. Absolutely, yeah. Well, Kylie, thank you very much for your time today. It's been fascinating to talk about it and uh, just a brief insight for our members to see what is available um, in Southeast Asia and that uh, how you are so ideally placed in order to assist them in, in, in their endeavours in that, in that particular region. So the, your, your details will be on the website and so there'll be uh, the email and the phone number if you want to, to contact Kylie. I'm sure you'll be uh, very happy to take calls um, and assist wherever you possibly can. So Kylie, thank Always. you very much for your time and uh, wish you all the best. Thank you. Thank you, Peter. Thanks very much.